Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the What Is Life podcast. It is your boy, your host, Sensei Speeds in the building. Yes, Mr. Cronkite himself, back at you with another episode of the What Is Life podcast. This podcast is being recorded in front of a live studio audience. Pal Pullen is in attendance. He's chilling. Attentive, laying down, relaxing, ready to get the podcast going. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the world, cats and dogs, thank you for listening to the Voters Life Podcast. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for keep thank you for coming back for more. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy using my life as an example, to talk about the tough discussions and to raise the consciousness and awareness as a whole together. Because we really all, we really are all just one big ass consciousness, just one consciousness. We have to be aware of that. And the Bible it says we're all children of God, brothers and sisters. So if he subscribes to that theory, then that means we are all one consciousness. We are a whole. So as one of as each one of us elevates in consciousness, that means each one of us has to whether we want to or not, we have to raise as well. We have to rise as well. And that's why we're here on this earth. We have to learn that. We have to learn that. And then once we master that, then yo, we out of here. <laughs> if you go on Twitter right now, you will see how much these young kids, these Adults really dread this life. Really dread this life. So we're talking about awareness today. What is awareness? Again, awareness is the knowledge. The knowledge of a situation or a fact through one's perspective, through your perspective. How well do you know a subject? How well do you know a person? How well do you know a brand? How well do you know yourself? How well do you know who you're being influenced by? What you're being influenced by? how you're being influenced by it, or even why you're being influenced by it. Are we aware? We know our subconscious is unaware of what's real and what is not. The subconscious is only focused on what? 
It's only, fo- it's only focused on what it's receiving. It's a big receiver. It's soaking in everything. Whether we're asleep or awake, it's always taking in something. And we have to be aware that we can program and control that. But we but it's a choice. We have a choice. And most of us don't know that we even have a choice. We even had a choice or that was even happening to us. I mean, think about it. Think about back to when you were a kid. It doesn't matter how old you were. It doesn't matter if you're 100 years old. Think back to when you were a kid. You can remember on the radio hearing an advertisement about your favorite drink. Your favorite soda pop. (laughs) Being advertised on the radio. Come get your cola. Your ice cold cola. Come get your Yahoo. Come get your coffee. Come get your... uh, I don't know. What's that? I had something. Okay. I'm going to hit you with this thing. Come on down up. Billy Joe's I don't shop. Something like that, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm clowning around, clowning around. But uh yeah. You hear those advertisements all the time. Whether you want to or not, you're hearing it, your subconscious is picking it up. So you're gonna remember that little jingle. Joe's barbecue and foot massage. Joe's barbecue and foot massage. but that's what I mean when you hear that ad you're aware of what's being sold you're aware if that is good to you you're aware if that's bad to you you're aware of all the experiences that you've had with that soda with that coffee with that auto shop So you know if that's a good investment for you personally. But what if the whole time it's really not? What if the whole time it's your ego driving you to consume what you really don't need? Like Starbucks, for example, you would easily go to Walmart, go to Bed Bath & Beyond, um, go to Ikea, go to um, Target. Hey, all y'all need to cut me a check. (laughs) Um, Get you a Keurig. Buy a little uh, K-Cups or whatever it's called. Um, you know, my awareness in the coffee game is very low. We'll get back, we'll get back to that in a second. This is another example. Um, yeah, get you some K-Cups 
And then make your own coffee at home. Save you a ton of money. Instead of going out, instead of um, waking up like an hour earlier, doing your morning routine and scheduling Starbucks into your day. When you can free up some time. That's why I love saying that we all don't get the same 24 hours because you got to look at how you schedule out your time. That's another thing to be aware about. If I had my way, I'd never work. I'd stay home all day, watch Scarface 50 times, eat a turkey sandwich, and have sex all fucking day. Then I'd dress up like a clown and surprise kids to school. <laughs> then I'd take the dump in the back of a movie theater and just wait for somebody sat in it, hear squish. It's funny to me. Then I'd paint, read, and play violin. I climbed the mountains and sang the songs that I like to sing. But I don't got that kind of time. How much time do you want to get back in your life? How much time do you want to have for yourself? That's really all that we want. I'm aware of that. Everybody wants that free time, that peace of mind, that time to relax, that time to go see the world. We all want that time. I'm aware of that. I want that too. But if you want something, you got to be willing to give something. You got to be aware of that. There has to be a give and take. That's law. That's just universal law. Something's got to give. The universe is going to shower you abundantly with whatever you want, whatever you need. But how much are you going to give? That's why they say you get out what you put into it. Because it all comes back. It's all 360. As above, so below. You see it in your mind. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. You can make it come to fruition if you want, if you really want it. If you really want it to happen, it's going to happen. You just have to be aware of your intent. Be careful with what you say and how you say certain things because if you say anything with malice behind it it doesn't even matter if it's good morning <laughs> that person could have a terrible morning all because of how you said good morning to them and how you masked that spell to be. 
Yes. What we say and what we write that is instantly bringing it to the physical. That is instant manifestation. That is why it's so important to be able to read and write. Slaves, African-American slaves. Slave masters, slave owners, they did not want their slaves to read and write. They didn't want them to be aware of the power that reading and writing possesses. To be able to read spells, break them down, and apply them to your life, how you want it to apply, See the man, see the manifestation of it. It's it's like magic. It's beautiful. And that's the beauty of being on this earth. Think about how much this earth manifests. Think about how much this earth creates. Everything on this planet has came from the earth. There's a beautiful chaos happening in the earth's core. In that chaos is emitting so much beauty. That is you and me and pal in the audience and the trees and the rocks and the road. It's all alive. It's all energy. It's all real. We are a part of it. So what role do you want to play? You have to be aware. Our time here on this earth is limited. Whether you like that or not whether you want to accept that or not. So what type of lifestyle do you want to live? What obstacles do you see that are standing in your way? Be real. Be real when you think about this.
Be real when you ask yourself these questions. What type of lifestyle do you want for yourself? I want freedom. How I define freedom is to come and go from this country, that is the United States, freely, to be able to not only I want to be able to travel anywhere in the world. I want to be able to speak whatever I want to speak. I want to be able to do whatever I want to do. I want to be able to be myself. I want to be able to inspire help, produce, create, and love. If I can do all those things, then I'm free. I'm free. All those things a man cannot take away from me. A man cannot take away a man cannot take that away from you either. We are powerful beings on this earth. And we have to be aware of that. We 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 must know that we are the soul. Our bodies are nothing but machines. Our minds can be programmed So what is it that you want out of this life? Be real. I'm going to tell you what I want. I want the Benzo, the 600 Benz. I need a house in the mountains, whether it's in L.A. or if it's in Scottsdale. Down hills. I need to be able to spoil my family however I want. Freely and abundantly. It don't matter. I want to be financially secure, secure and stable and abundant. I want to be able to establish generational wealth for my family. I want to be able to inspire others. And I want to be able to really be myself and never stop growing. And to achieve all that, I know it takes work. And it's a battle for me every day. 
Because when you're aware of something and you want something so bad, there's got to be a balance. There's got to be a test to see how bad you want it. So the temptations are going to be there. And when the temptations arise, when those temptations arise, when those temptations arise, are you going to make the right decision? How are you even going to react to the temptation, first of all? Are you going to freak out? Or are you going to be thankful for the temptation to let you know that what you want is actually coming? Or do you not even see it as a temptation? You just see it as life throwing you a curveball or throwing you the what you've lusted for so long at your way. Because we can manifest the wrong things. We can manifest a lot of the wrong things in this world based off of our intention. You can intend to have a friends with benefits relationship with someone and then end up having a baby. But at the time, you were so caught up in wanting to smash. You were so caught up in wanting to be able to brag to your homies and say, I bagged her. Back to your homies and say, I yo, I popped the baddie. But we don't ever want to tell our homies when we pop up or when we have sexual relations with a woman that's considered not too handsome. I'm unaware how women do it, so I can't speak on the women. I can't speak on how they move in that regard. But men don't, we don't talk about the quote-unquote ugly women that we have sex with. But we brag and we, we are so proud of having sex with A beautiful female. But we don't brag about having sex with a not so beautiful female. There's levels. There's levels. And sex is not a bad thing. 
I think we often get sex misconstrued. Sex is not a bad thing. All sex is is an opportunity to create. There's good sex and there's bad sex. That's why it's like the term gay. It was so bad to be gay, looked up as gay, because the friction, the, the, the ability to create is just not there. But with genders of the opposite sex, it's possible to create. That's, that's what the earth does. That's what we're here to do. So that's why, you know, But two genders of the same sex can still create. I'm just aware of why it's so frowned upon gay marriage and gay couples. I'm aware of that. I'm aware at the most basic level, at the, at the root. Now, as far as the LGBT movements, LGBTQ movements, I am totally unaware. Look, <laughs> I'm so unaware. I'm oblivious. I remember me and my homie Fofo, we pulled up in Cali. We were vibing, kicking it. And um, we were going to meet some... Um, some shayless, <laughs> some females, some women, some uh, down at um, West Hollywood. You know, we thinking it's it's gonna be a vibe, but not. We pull up. It's Pride Week. I had no clue it was Pride Week, and you know the LGBTQ movement was out there deep. And for me, it was uncomfortable because I did not, I don't understand the movement. You know, people coming up to me like, hi, boys, and hi, cutie. I'm like, yo, I don't know how to respond to that. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about it now. So if y'all hear this, yo, I don't know how to respond to that. (laughs) I don't know how to respond to that. I didn't respond in a negative way. I didn't respond in a positive way. I just mind my business. Mind my business. I was like, yo, foe. I was like, yo, foe, we got a ride, son. <laughs> we got a ride. This is not, this is not the vibe. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really trying to kick it like that. Cause, yo, know, you just can't throw me in the in the deep end. And I don't even know what's going on. Unfamiliar territory, I'm out of town. Like, yo, no, I got a ride. You know what I mean? So we riding. 
we dipped out. It wasn't our scene. You know, it's respect, respect, respect to the movement. This wasn't my scene. And that's okay. You can respect somebody else's scene, somebody else's movement, somebody else's vibe, but it doesn't have to be your vibe. And if you're aware of the cancel culture right now that's going on, social media, that's all they do is overreact. It's like they see only one point of view, one side. And it's often the side that's hot right now, that's got the most traction right now, that's going viral, it's got the most buzz, always in the media. And people love to attack, they love being on offense. And then when you defend yourself, right, it's like, oh, throw the flag. You see it all the time. 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 You know what I mean? But it's just awareness, the miscommunication, the misperception. Because we're only aware of what we know. My brother Adair, my um, he just launched his app Car Eyes. So I go down that. He just changed the way cars are being bought and sold for the new decade and decades and decades and decades to come. But he said to me, you don't know what you don't know. At the time when he said that, that was my first time hearing that term, but I knew exactly what he was saying, I knew exactly what he meant. It's like, yeah, that's real, that's deep. You know what I mean? And that's so true, you don't know what you don't know. Like the other day, <laughs> um, came up in discussion, we were talking about doctors doing like open heart surgery and like going inside the body and doing very meticulous work. Like we have to think about how trained, how seasoned, how mastered, or how much these doctors have mastered the art of medicine. Don't think about that. So they could whip up the perfect dose Right? Get their high, then go in and do surgery and be totally fine, totally normal. You know, they're just relaxed and they're ready to do their job. And when things go wrong, which they do, that's some pretty tough news to break to a patient. We got to be aware. We don't know what these, well, we don't know what people are going through. But we still trust them. We still trust people. 
to a certain extent. We trust them enough to be like, okay. Because deep down inside, deep down, deep, deep, deep down, we have faith in one another. Because we are all one. We don't really want to see another man down. Like a robber really doesn't want to rob someone. And a killer really doesn't want to kill someone. But when it comes to the self, sometimes we got to do what we got to do. And that usually depends on someone's awareness level. Like if somebody's in dire need of money, there are plenty of other options to go get that money. But that person may not know how to acquire the funds because nobody's shown him or her the way. So they mask up and go rob a bank and go rob a um, clothing store or go rob a convenience store. It's the awareness. We often mimic what we see. I just saw a Syria commercial about a little girl making a wish for her birthday to bombs being blown up at her school in her hometown. You already see the war propaganda going on. We have to be aware about what, what we have to be aware of what we're taking in. We have to be aware of of what we're being influenced by. Social media is our biggest influencer right now. There are really jobs that are paying people to be social media influencers. It's a real thing, people. to make you aware of their brand. That's why brand awareness is so huge in marketing. They have to get their product in your face. They have to get you to hear their product. They have to do their best for you to remember them. What's gonna get you back? And that's why they target and try to get you while you're young. Because when they get you while they're young, they have you for life. That is the marketing tool. That is the marketing principle. That is the marketing way. And then some dive deeper, do more research, and develop a target audience. 
And with today's algorithms and how we consent to everything, they have so much data to what we like. Yo, they're tossing everything that we like in our face. And we are just consuming it all by the consumers that we are. But there's got to be a balance to what we consume. What are we creating for ourselves that's setting us up for longevity? Not for just this earth, but when we expire and ascend to the next life. Or when we come back to this life. We have to be aware that we're going to die, right? We're all aware of that. Is that something that we fear? I fear death, but I don't fear death. I guess it, I, I, sometimes I... Depends on how I'm going to die. I think about that sometimes. Like I don't want to die by get my throat slit. But I have a strong feeling that I'm going to die in my sleep at an old age. But that's not even my biggest fear. My biggest fear in life is not doing anything with my life. Just having my life on autopilot, being in simulation mode. Just living an ordinary life because... Since I was born, my life has been nothing but ordinary. I mean, how many black kids do we know that are born in Japan? And when they live there, spoke the language fluently. I want to know. And then moving to America and learning a whole new culture, set of laws, ways, being introduced to fear. Or growing up, I grew up in a land where there was no fear. There was... There was no competition but I created competition for myself when I was in Japan. My ego drove me when I was a kid. Oh my gosh, I was so ego driven. I wanted to be the best when it came to anything competitive. I wanted to, I wanted all the attention. It didn't matter if it was musical chairs. It didn't matter if it was duck, duck, goose. I had to win. And if I did not win, I was throwing the biggest bit. I was crying. I was throwing things. I would go sit in my cubby. Yo, your boy was not having it. Was not having it. Was not having it. Even when I moved to the States in first grade, 
I was fighting with my principal because I was so stubborn. I was so set in my ways. Like I wanted to be the man. I had to be the guy. And I was like, yo. I can't keep getting in trouble like this. So that all that all changed. I had to make a huge shift in myself going into the second grade. Cause I got tired of being in trouble. I accepted the fact that this Mississippi at the time, Mississippi was my home. So I mean, we were bouncing around from apartment to apartment until we got a house. So it's like ever since, at the time, ever since we left Japan, I was moving and moving and moving and moving. And the frustration came from because I didn't know what was going to be home. I didn't know where we were going to stay, what we were going to do. If my parents were still together, what was going on with that? I didn't know. So I was acting out. I needed that attention. Because <laughs> my pops wasn't around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then when I moved in with my pops in Florida, that attention still didn't come. So I was like, you know what, man? I can't keep looking for that. So then I gave myself attention, preoccupied myself. And I really had to do that when my brother got sent away. So my ego, when I, when I look back on it, when I reflect on it, my ego was really driving me. I was really trying to feed my ego. Your ego is your self-importance. It's your self-esteem. It's how high you value yourself compared to others. You are on the highest pedestal. You put yourself and your means above the rest of the group. That is what the ego is. And when we act from the ego, we put up barriers, we put up walls to really defend that personality, defend that ego, defend the part of us that we value high. So when somebody criticizes us about ourselves, or maybe our work ethic or how we go about getting a task done, we get offended. Why do we get offended? Because that bruises our ego. We think we're doing such a great job. We think we're doing the best we can. And then somebody comes and oversees our work and says, this, this, that, and the third needs to be done. 
and then you want to fight it instead of listening, taking it in, respect what they had to say, acknowledge what they had to say, see if it's applicable, and if not, still get your point across, but do it in a respectful manner. When it's not in a respectful manner, the ego gets bruised. It gets, ah, uh, it makes you want to go off on someone. It makes you want to be like, nah, fuck that. Do you not, do you know who I am? The ego make you want to get bucked. The ego make you want to fire off on someone. And you get criticized like that. So it's really important to be aware of your ego. Be aware of how it affects your life daily. Be aware how you protect it. And be aware of how it influences you. Look, growing up, for me and my friends, like... It's like sort of a competition, really, to see who could have sex with the most women. Why? Because that boosts confidence, that boosts ego. That boosts your sense of self, that boosts your, that boosts your self-importance. That makes you think you the shit. And that's really how we associate Men now of high status, like men idolize other men who have gotten <laughs> an array of women, a diverse amount of women. Yet we despise a woman for doing what she do with the men that she chooses to do what she do with. So, with women, it's different. It's like they, they're not allowed to even have an ego. If they show any sense of self-importance, however they want to express themselves, Men are going to take shots at them. <laughs> They're going to take shots at them. And so the woman's ego shows after them shots is fired. You can tell them if, if they're bruised by it. But women, they do a great job of masking their ego. They say, you know what? Okay, let me go to work. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll fix you. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to they prove you wrong. They're going to show you what's up. Women are so strong. Women are so powerful. And I love women. I love women. I'm thankful for all the beautiful, strong women that I have in my life. 
I don't know where I'd be without him. And because of the ego, I've had to lose out on strong relationships with women due to other relationships that I had with women in my life. Like my first girlfriend, for instance. She made me cut off all my girl friends. And we were literally friends. Strictly platonic. Nothing about no sex. None of that. But see, that's the ego. The ego attracts lust. The ego attracts all the vices. It attracts jealousy. It, it attracts hate. Yeah, it's how you, it, it values your self-importance, but it makes you feel so worthless when you see somebody who has more. It makes you envious. That's the ego. That's the snake. How do you tame your snake? How do you tame your ego? Are you even aware of when you're acting out of your ego? Because if you're acting out of your soul, you would never want to cross anyone. You would never want to hurt anyone. No matter how big or small. I know how it is. I know how it is. Look, I'm going to go back to relationships. Relationships is really how you build awareness. It's how you build awareness. So after me and my ex broke up, right? You know what I mean? After me and my ex broke up, one of my homies got with her. They had a party. I was unaware at the time. And we were at the same party. <laughs> we were at the same party. I didn't find out until the next day. I had found him to the next day. One of my homies hit me up. He was like, Spees, you know what? Woop wop happened. That's what it is. So then I hit up my homie and I was like, yo, I know what happened. Woop de wop. But you at least could have told him. You know, I don't want to find out from somebody else. I'd rather heard it from the horse's mouth. 
And I wasn't even going to trip. I never even tripped because I was aware of what was already going on. I was aware that when I was off and Kansas doing what I do, you know what I mean? Things were being set up. And then, from what I was told at the party, I was trying to holler at my ex's friend. And then, like I said, what do women do? They say, you know, I'll fix you. And then, what happened after? But that's going to happen. You have to be aware of situations like that. That's going to happen. And I had already said previously, like, yo, if y'all ever get y'all opportunity, I'm cool with it. I'm at peace with it. So that's why, like, whether it was going to happen or not, I was already aware of the possibility. That's why I never tripped. You know, I never trip. You can't let no female come between you and you and your mans. You can't do that. If you do, that's selfish. That's selfish. That's selfish. You have to be aware that Everything in this life is temporary. Nothing lasts forever. So while you have it, cherish it. Hold on to it. Love it. Every single day. Every single day when we wake up, it's a new opportunity. Literally. We have to be aware that it's a new opportunity. This time doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is our awareness Our consciousness. How are we elevating it? How are we lowering it? We have to be aware of all possibilities. You have to be able to think critically and understand. Like, things are going to happen. Recently, I told one of my best friends, two of my best friends. I was like, yo, I like Woot Wop. It took one of my friends some time, and then my homie, my day one, he already know what's up. He already know what's up. They got the same mindset I do. So yeah, you know what's up. But it's crazy because when you tell somebody that you like them, right? It automatically leads to sex. We automatically think, oh, that person wants to have sex with them. And why is that? Why have we become so conditioned to we think, oh, this person wants to get in a relationship with that person and they want to have sex and 
see where things go. Why is it like that? You can't just enjoy somebody's conversation. Can you not just enjoy somebody's company? Be friends, keep things platonic. I don't know. What do y'all think? Let me know in the comments. Does everything have to be so sexual? Does everything have to be so sexual? Sex is very powerful. Our awareness of, of our awareness of the word sex is not where it needs to be. We have to understand that sex, all sex is, is the opportunity to create. We must remember that. Sex is the opportunity to create. But why are we so conditioned to think that when somebody says, oh, I like you, that means it's sexual. It's not sexual. If it does lead to that, at least both parties were aware. You see what I'm saying? Make each other aware. That's just communication. Not everybody knows what's going on in your life. Not everybody has the same mindset, the same mentality as you. People need clarity. Nobody wants to overthink. I mean, we're all alike. We all have the same fears. We all have the same insecurities. But together, we can overcome those by raising each other's awareness and being open to criticism, being open to being coachable, being open to learning, being open-minded just in general. Just asking yourself, how can I get better today? What can I get better at today? How can I be a better me? How can I get back more time in my life? And how can I inspire, create, and help others? So you have to be aware that all... Everyone's not like you. Not everybody would do what you would think. Just because you act how you act doesn't mean they're going to act how you act when it comes to certain ideas and situations. And if that's your homie, if that's your friend, if you got him how you say you got him, then you got to be okay with that. Or if you don't like that and that person, you distance yourself from that. You get away from that. It's either or. You have that choice. But it's got to be hashed out eventually. If not in this life, then the next life. See, we'll talk about karma in another episode. We have to be aware of what's going on. This earth talks to us 
the universe talks to us in codes. It talks to us in symbols. And if you can understand and be aware of the symbols, whether it's by number, animal, a coincidence. I mean, think about how many times something happens every time you try to do something. Like for instance, the other day I was trying to do Instacart, right? I try to do Instacart, you know what I'm saying? Get a couple, get some cash real quick. Get some cash, get some groceries. I couldn't get a batch. I could, I couldn't, I couldn't get a job to get some money to do some Instacart. But then what happens next? Two clients come my way for Spooky Visions. It's not a coincidence. When you're on the right path, when you try to hop off of it to try to do something else, it's not going to happen. The universe is going to say, nah. Sorry. Can't sit here. Door closed. Door closed. And you have to be aware of that. So the universe will speak to you through codes and symbols. So if you, if you subscribe to the theory of astrology, then astrology can be a huge, 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 huge awareness booster for you. It really can be a huge awareness booster for you. It gives you a real sense of self. It gives you a real sense of direction. It gives you a real sense of who you are. Like I'll use myself for example, okay? I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. Pluto is the planet of destruction, transformation, Death and rebirth, philosophy, wealth, the traditional ruler of Pluto is Mars. Mars is the planet of aggression and sex. It's really focused on the personal. That's why when people hear the word Scorpio or hear that somebody's a Scorpio, they're like, oh, Scorpios don't care about nothing. Or, oh, Scorpios always want to have sex. Well, the planet, I mean, the, the, the sign, the science ruler is Pluto. Okay. It's no, it's. I mean, yeah, Mars has some influence, but Pluto has majority rule, okay, over Pluto. So, as a Scorpio, 
we always have to transform and, and evolve who we are. Our mindset just can't stay the same because we know there's more. We're true seekers. We have to explore the depths, the deeper depths. We're a water sign. We're a fixed water sign, but we're a water sign. That's why we're so sensitive, but we're also so secretive. We won't reveal our emotions. We can hide them behind our eyes. We could be going through hell and you'd never know. And we would never tell you. Unless it was at that boiling point, unless you really asked, because we will not reveal. But we're resilient. We won't quit. We won't fight. We won't quit. We won't back down. We won't stay down. We're going to find a way to. We're going to find a way to break through. And. You know, Pluto's the planet of philosophy. So my rising sign, my rising sign is Pisces. Now Pisces is another water sign, a deep sign. But your rising sign is the vibe that you give off when you enter a room. It's how people see you. It's how you come across and how you talk, your whole drip, your swag, how you present yourself. That's your rising sign. It's how you express yourself, self-expression. Now my moon sign, my uh, rising sign is a Pisces. Now Pisces is ruled by Neptune. And Neptune rules spirituality. It rules fantasies, daydreaming. It's very sensitive. Very sensitive. It's creative, magnetic. Loves to explore. Yeah. Very magnetic, very charming. That's Pisces. And my moon sign. My moon sign's Gemini. And Gemini is ruled by the moon. Now the moon rules your emotions and feelings. The moon's adaptable. But it's also indecisive. It's impulsive. Also intelligent. It's outgoing. It can't be nosy. As you can see, it, it's, it's, uh, it bounces. It's like polar opposite. It's either one or the other. Just like our emotions. Our emotions are up. It goes up and down. Our feelings go up and down. We can feel things deep or we don't we feel nothing at all. And then my descendant sign, which is opposite of your ascendant sign, 
my descendant sign is Virgo. And if I'm not mistaken, if you want to fully master yourself, you have to master your descendant sign. And the only way you can do that is through your relationships. That's why relationships are so important in building awareness. If you subscribe to the theory of astrology, you should understand what I'm saying. Relationships build awareness. So, boom. My ex-girlfriend, okay, she was a Virgo. All right? (laughs) She was a Virgo. So, the negative traits that I did not like in myself were reflected in her. And instead of me trying to bail out and run when shit hit the fan, I tried to find a solution within myself. There was things that she did not do that I needed, I thought I needed, but I provided myself with that. So instead of resenting her, I, it was always a constant battle. It was always a constant battle because I would show her so much love, so much affection, right? And I wanted that back so bad. I wanted that back so bad. And she'd do it, right? But she'd do it, like, by making my dreams come true. <laughs> by making my dreams come true. Like, dreams that I wanted to do for myself, she made them come true. And it was dope. Like, we spent New Year's in Hawaii. I wanted to go to Hawaii. I always want to go there. And she was like, boom, done. And then she found out that um, our teams played on opening day NFL. NFL opening day, week one. So, um, yeah, she got us tickets to the game. Great seats, too. My first NFL game. I was like, wow, that's wild. And then when I was with her, um, I got inspired to start my own network for real. Like it actually came to fruition. So you got to understand, Virgo is an earth element. Now, what does the earth do? The earth manifests. It brings what's, it brings your vision that's in your head. It brings it to life. It brings it to fruition. The earth bears fruit. You know, and the earth goes through its cycles too. It goes through its seasons, goes through its ups and downs. Everybody's like, global warming? No, it's just the earth being earth. It's just doing its thing. Let it rock out. As you can see, there's new plants, there's new animals that have yet to be discovered and that are still being discovered every day. And we're like, whoa, where did that come from? This Earth. Earth is doing this thing. So 
she was doing her thing. Like when I got sick and things like that, she'd nurture me. And that was cool because I hadn't had that growing up as a kid. And I realized like I was I became fully aware that I had mommy issues. (laughs) I really did. I really did. Me always craving affection in a relationship from a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to resent a woman because she's not giving me what I want. I can't do that. And I was aware of that. So that was the root of why I felt like that. And I never knew why until 2019. That's when it finally clicked. And it finally clicked because, like I said, relationships, me and my mom started building that relationship back up. And I would be so, I wouldn't say closed off. This was probably, that was probably the most open I ever was in a relationship. Well, actually, I think I'm always in open. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know what people say and think of me. I really don't. Let me know in the comments. I really don't. But I know that when I first start talking to somebody, I really don't reveal much about myself. And it's not by choice. It's just I get so caught up and captivated in their story. I want to hear more. So I just keep asking questions. (laughs) I do. Especially if somebody's journey is dope. Yo, I'm asking away. I'm firing off. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? This life, man, it's, it's beautiful. But yeah, so I love great conversation. I crave that. I crave that. And um, when we were living together, whenever another woman would interact with us, I could sense that she felt threatened and she would say something slick like, um, oh, is that your little girlfriend? Like talking to your little girlfriend? And I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, we, we just talking. Like, well, you're taking my order. <laughs> you know, because I, 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 I'm, always, I'm always smiling for some reason. Goofy. <laughs> I'm always smiling. I don't know why. Smile when I talk. Shouldn't think I'm being too friendly. And so she like, <laughs> she say some little slick stuff like that. And I'm like, that's the last thing on my mind. But then it's like when, when women got to understand, like when you say that slick stuff to a man, that's like a challenge. That's like a challenge to us. It's like you tempting us. It's like you want that to happen. 
Because that's the ego. That's women acting out of the ego. Not even aware. They're thinking, they're thinking one thing. Sex. Oh, he wants to have sex with her. And it's not even like that, but that's the world that we live in. We are bombarded with sex every day. You can't even watch a burger commercial without seeing a half-naked woman. Barbecue sauce dropping on her breasts and whatnot. You got five-year-old, six-year-old kids seeing that. Men, boys and girls. Already being programmed, being conditioned, not even aware. Not even aware. Then they see these influencers on Instagram, half naked. Selling products. Then they think it's okay. And now, now you see women selling ass. Literally, selling pics. Selling pics. I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. That's just the world we live in. And we have to be aware of that. It's becoming more comfortable to do. That's the shift. That's where we're headed. Do we want that? Because it's up to us. We have total ability to change that. Because really, honestly, there's the reality world that we live in, the physical, and then there's the online world. So that's a whole different animal, a whole different beast. And people love the online world because it's not regulated. And people aren't cool with reality because it's structured. But if you master the laws of your own state, of your own country that you live in, you can create your own rules. Because if you understand and know the universal laws, you have to use laws against laws. Come on now. There's no such thing as loopholes. We have to be aware. You don't know what you don't know. So if you want to be aware, if you want true awareness, be aware of, your, be aware of yourself. If you want true awareness, stop living in fear and confront fear. See what's on the other side of that. Raise your awareness. See what's up. And I guarantee you, you're going to like what you see. You're going to be satisfied with those results. You're going to be satisfied for those results. I'm telling you that right now.
So don't let the ego, don't let your ego think that you're aware. Don't navigate this life. Don't navigate this world trying to protect your ego. Because you're going to be miserable. Embrace your soul. When we operate from the soul, we unlock our virtues. We unlock patience. We unlock compassion. We unlock love. We unlock empathy. We unlock rational thinking. The soul doesn't wish jealousy or harm or danger on another person. The soul doesn't try to manipulate. The soul doesn't try to manipulate others. The soul doesn't try to cause harm. It doesn't act out of spite. It doesn't act out of malice. The soul is pure. The soul is how we connect with God. It's how we connect with the universal knowledge and energies of the world. It's how we are able to be aware of the codes that come to us. When you embrace your soul, you're much lighter. You walk lighter. You talk lighter. You glow. Your aura can shine. You're in love with life and life's in love with you because you know you're one with everything. You're one with everything. So be one with you. Establish that link to God. Establish that link to the universe. Trust it. Become more aware every day. If you want to be really aware, don't be don't don't be closed minded. Really open up. Really open up your mind. Really expand your mind. Treat your mind like Jupiter. All right. So Jupiter. <laughs> Jupiter is the planet of expansion. All right, crazy expansion. It's the planet of knowledge, travel. Okay? So you know yourself, right? Well, how much more do you want to know about yourself? How much more do you want to know about yourself? Have you ever sat down and asked your parents, grandparents, questions about their upbringing? How they were raised? Traits about their ego? Traits about their soul? Yo, your siblings... No matter how, how they live their life, what they did throughout their life, they have so much wisdom. 
It's up to us to soak up that wisdom. That's why you have to respect your elders. That's why, that's why that's important. They have so much wisdom, so much knowledge, so much game to give us. But at the same time, the elders got to respect the youth and actually want to help the youth and care for the youth. Yeah, the youth's knuckleheaded, hard-headed, don't want to listen. But we can't give up. We can't give up. I'm blessed to have the willpower I have when I thought the world gave up on me. But it's up to us to teach the world that the universe will never give up on you. Just know, be aware, that as long as your purpose is to do good in this world, good things will come. And if your purpose is to do evil in this world, just to get a means, then evil will come toward your way. It's balance. It's give and take. Universal law, and you've got to be aware. So thank you for tuning in to the What Is Life podcast. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in to the What Is Life podcast. Man, this, is, this was one of my favorite podcasts to do. And I'm sorry it took me so long to get it out. I just had to get the message out the right way. You know what I mean? I had to get the message out the right way. Because awareness is so important. I can't express, I can't express it enough. And, you know, sharing personal experiences about my life is, that's something that is, <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be this taxing on me emotionally. Like it's kind of emotionally draining, but it's so therapeutic at the same time. And it's so fun and it's so cool because the real can relate and it helps to create it helps to create more discussions. It helps to create more awareness. It helps to actually raise consciousness. And that's what we need. We need more people sharing their stories because there's so much that we can learn from each other. That's how we can gain so much more wisdom. So, wow. Episode eight, awareness. This was one for the books. This was the first one that was over an hour long. So I want to thank you all for listening. <laughs> thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing. Yo, I love you guys, man. I swear, every single one of you all listening, you're a special soul. Gosh, this is so amazing. Being able to have these discussions with y'all. Being able to actually just be here and share my life. That's love. Yo, it's getting spooky, man. It's getting spooky. Be sure to uh, like Spooky Visions on Facebook. Like Spooky Visions on um, Instagram. Follow Spooky Visions on Instagram. Twitter. All that. All that. All that. All that. As always, this is your boy, Sensei Speeds. Yes, Mr. Cronkite himself. So next time, episode nine coming to you soon, baby. You already know what to do. Stay tuned. Hop on over. I'll see you there.